Hey, I'm Tanya, and this is a page of my diary where I will be talking about past and current events and life experiences. So I am so excited because this is the last podcast of the year. Um, I'm not going to post another podcast until next year, January 2021. Lord, let me make it to 2021, but um, this will be my last podcast. And this is actually episode 49 for a page of my diary podcast. So going into 2021, I will be at 50 episodes. Like I can't believe that I have recorded and edited and posted 50 podcasts. So that's like a small accomplishment for me. I'm so excited about that. And I think it just sets the tone for 2021. And so speaking of, you know, ending the year in 2020 and going into year 2021, this podcast is basically my reflections on 2020. This is just me talking about, I'm going to just try to go through the ups, the downs, and all of the highlights for me um, of 2020, because 2020 was a crazy year. I think everybody would agree with me that 2020 was a very crazy year. A lot of unexpected um, things were happening. We all have went through something in 2020, but it wasn't all bad either for me personally. And so I've had some highs and I've had some lows and I'm just so thankful that I have made it this far, you know, by the grace of God, Lord, I'm about to start having church up here, but I am just so grateful to be where I am. And so um, I'm going to just start with, you know, the beginning of the year, um, bringing in the new year of 2020. I was so excited. I wrote a, I wrote a blog for 2020 and I, I haven't wrote a blog in a long time and I may or may not write one for 2021, but I rarely get um, inspiration to write here lately, but I wrote a, a blog for 2020 and I'm going to go back and read it and see what I had to say. But it was pretty good because my mama called me and was like, girl, you did that with the blog. So I was like, okay, I'm set, setting the tone, setting the stage. Um, I was really excited um, going into 2020. One of the um, things that was different for me was I had for the past, I don't know how many years now, uh, five, six, seven years, I had always brought New Year's in in church. Um, I just was really into church. Um, even before I really got into church, I would still go to church and then go party afterwards. But for a while, I would just go to church and that was how I brought my New Year in. And going into 2021, I did not go to church. I was not even a part of anybody's church at that time. And that was something different for me. Um, I had been so involved in church and I even worked at a church um, for about a year or so of my life. And um, not this year, not so much. Um, so that's been a big change for me. I have definitely, uh, in 2020, I have stepped away fully from being a part of a, of a congregation, a local congregation. Um, I have my reasons. And I may do a whole podcast um, really talking about um, why I decided to leave the local church and my current um, views and feelings on American Christianity. Um, I'll probably do that. But yeah, I just, I, I'm a, such a free spirited person. I'm very spiritual. I am very spiritual. And if it wasn't for my Christian upbringing and a lot of the things I learned from studying the Bible, I don't think I would even be as spiritual as I am now. But 
I'm more of an uninhibited spiritual type of person and the religion of Christianity is just so limiting and almost dangerous in a way um, when you really are a part of it and you see things for what it is. I just something I don't want to be a part of. I don't want that negativity in my life. I'm just say that. And so that was a big change for me in 2020 is my relationship with God. It really changed. And I think it's been better because I can freely, I can freely worship God in all of the ways that I feel like he wants to be worshiped and known and, and, and accessed in. It's not just reading your Bible. It's not just praying, even though those are great ways but it's not just that. And I'm so happy that I have got them shackles off and I'm not um, in the the drama or I'm not so um, I'm not so seeped into church culture anymore. And that's been a blessing for me. And um, I was just ready to go, you know, head first into 2021. I had vacations planned, y'all. I had um, I know I had like two for sure on the books. I was going to turn 30. I turned 30 in 2020 and I had a whole party that I was planning. I had made the flyer. I had sent out the invites. I had got the, um, the location. It was good. I was going to travel to Chicago to have a big old 30, uh, 90s theme party. And I was so excited about it. And I was also going on a cruise to the Bahamas and Lo and behold, I was so ready for my vacations and I had to, I had to cancel both vacations because, um, COVID. And so I was really sad. I was like, man. Um, so speaking of 2020 COVID reared its ugly little head. And that was one of the biggest, um, I don't know, setbacks or surprises or, it's just been horrible. Like, I can't say anything good about COVID. It's been horrible. And that was one of the bigger um, things that were just like, a, like sad and detrimental for me. And, and even and worse for people who died of COVID or people who have been affected by COVID, like has gotten COVID and has been sick. Like, it has been horrible. And the thing is... <laughs> If it wasn't for the, the 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 current administration that we have, we wouldn't have been going through all of this. So it really just irritates me. Um, I remember when I I went to Jamaica in 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 December for my brother's wedding. When I got back from that, I was hearing like small stories of COVID. Like I would hear those little stories on the news. And then I remember in January when Kobe Bryant died and there was another uh, tragedy in 2020 that really, really, really um, affected a lot of people. I was even sad and I'm not a, I don't watch basketball. I didn't keep up with him constantly, but he was a part of my upbringing, being an, a person, a, a young kid growing up in the nineties. I always knew about Kobe Bryant. He was a part of the culture and my brother is a big Lakers fan. So that devastation happened and i remember um it was an article of him on one of the bigger newspapers i don't know if it was the new york times or the la newspaper but it was a big article of him and in the corner on the side this was at the end of january it was a it was a little article that said i want to say two to five cases of COVID in the united states 
and we were just so oblivious to it the government was not doing what they were supposed to do they were not taking it serious y'all and then you go into march i remember march because my cruise was in may and we were making payments i had paid my whole cruise off and um we were men me and my friend who were going we were like oh will covid affect it no i don't think covid is going to affect it um but then i remember in march we had we started having meetings at my job um we started having one one little covid meeting like wash your hands hand sanitizer and then before you know it, it was like, we can only have meetings of less than 10 people. Um, we do have a very small staff, but we had to start limiting the amount of staff that were in the meetings. And I was like, what is this going to mean? Um, the director that I work for, um, who I manage her travel, they just start canceling all of her travel um, engagements. And I was like, okay, COVID is really serious. And I still wasn't like taking it as serious as I think I should have. I mean, I was aware and I was like, yeah, I, I already washed my hands and put hand sanitizer on, so I ain't even worried about it. But um, I believe when people started buying all that tissue <laughs> and you could not buy find tissue anywhere in the stores and they were like, we're going to show you how to work remotely from home. And I was like, oh my God, I'm really about to start working from home. And the last thing for me was when the kids got out of school and I was like, oh, I have to work from home now because what am I going to do with my son? Um, I was like, this is serious. This is way more serious than I was even um, giving the energy. And I remember around this time I got sick. I don't think I had COVID but they tested me for COVID um, and it was negative. So I, like I said, I don't think I've ever had the coronavirus COVID-19, but I got sick. And I think because everybody, because the thing was, if you get sick or you got COVID, the doctor was like, oh, we about to swab you. So y'all, they stuck that thing all the way up to my eyeballs and I was crying and I did not test positive. So I was like, okay, I'm good. And so just y'all, we went into quarantine, like, Everybody had to start quarantining. Um, North Carolina went into, you know, the stay-at-home order. We had curfews. Um, and then the mask. Like, I was like, wow. Like, you, I couldn't find a mask to wear out. Um, so, at first, I what, did I, what was I wearing? Like, things around my face. Um, like, scarves. Until I ordered some masks, my cousin, my cousin's business, let me tell you something, a lot of business people in 2020, though, their businesses thrive because people needed masks, people needed PPE, and it was just the best opportunity to have a online business or business in some senses because a lot of people have been ordering stuff online, I know I have. And so my cousin, shout out to Nene Fab She Fashion, um, she sells masks and all of those, and I was ordering masks and it was just a lot y'all um my son he's just like he was in a house from like march until june he was literally in the house i took him out of school well he obviously was out of school but i took him out of daycare too i wasn't playing that um so he was literally in the house from march to june like he was in the house with me all day i'm working from home 
Sometimes I would bring him to work with me, but a lot of times I would have, if, if I had to go to the office, I would drop him off with his grandma, but he was like in the house. I wasn't taking him in any stores. I started Instacart. I learned about Instacart because he would go in the stores and touch stuff. And I was like, yeah, you can't be touching stuff. So I started ordering more things online, doing DoorDash. I learned about DoorDash and, um, uh, yeah, I've been on DoorDash. I, I, I was about to say Grubhub. So it's just been COVID-19, the coronavirus has been, it has impacted my life a lot. But like I say, I'm so grateful because I don't believe still that I have had the impact that a lot of other people had. I know people who lost their jobs, um, who had to file for unemployment and it just left them in a bad space. Um, but I also know someone who lost their job and they are really thriving now. Like God really um, opened up better doors. And I that was that was a blessing. But I, I remember talking to the same person when it wasn't good. And so um, it's just been hard. People have gotten sick. I've had family members that got sick, um, two of my siblings. And they're good now, thank God. But it just hit close to home when it's somebody close to you. Um, I have a sister-in-law, my new sister-in-law who was pregnant, and I always think about her more than anybody, even though I love all my family and all of them are my thoughts, but I don't want my sister to get sick while she's pregnant. That is the worst thing I feel like that could happen. So I'm always, I'm so happy that my brother is so overprotective of her and he is not playing them games. Um, yeah, we canceled our big Thanksgiving COVID has just been a lot. And then, you know, COVID has also caused me to be isolated more than I am used to. I am like an introvert extrovert. I can be, I'm very outgoing and I like to go out and have fun and do things. But I also like to spend a significant amount of time in-house chilling by myself, but not this much. I really miss, like COVID really has isolated me more than I would like. Um, I think in some ways it was good. It made me get to myself and think through a lot of things. And I had some therapy sessions during COVID that were very helpful. I was advised from my therapist that, um, during COVID that I needed to, you know, change locations because I was I was just in a toxic environment. Not not saying that I was um allowing toxic people, but it was just the environment was it was that it was it was time to change environments. And I did, and I moved in the midst of all of this. And that was another thing that happened for me in 2020 is I moved in June, in the summer. And this is not the, the final location that I want to be in, but I'm so happy that I moved. I love my spot now. It's, it's just different. It's a different environment. It's brighter. Um, I have, I threw all of my things. I did not bring barely anything with me. I threw everything away and it was on the side of the curb and I just started over from scratch. And I'm happy that I did that because I needed a fresh start and that really lifted up my spirits and I love my new spot. It's, it has, it now, it has come with some, um, you know, Karen's for neighbors, but <laughs> we're going to get through that because um, ain't no Karen about to ha have me shook ever in my life. So, um, yeah, 2020, um, while COVID was definitely detrimental, um, moving was wonderful for me personally. And I'm grateful that I, like I said, so many people went through so many financial hardships. I am grateful that I had the opportunity to move. I, I really thank God for that. I'm grateful for that. Um, 
but a damper another damper on 2020 which was uh and i really hope i'm i'm really not going to get too emotional but it's emotional is all of the racial unrest and the um the killing of george floyd the killing of brianna taylor um Ahmaud Arbery got killed um and there were there were there were countless others um there was because I, I remember there was a young guy who was I don't want to say he had a special need but he might have had something going on with him and I can't think of his name now but he reminded me of my son and they killed him and left him almost like Emmett Till he lived in a coma for a long time and I think he finally died um black people were found lynched I know there may have been like five or six cases of just black people being found lynched around America and people were protesting. People were protesting when George Floyd, when that per when that officer kneeled on George Floyd's neck and just let him scream and cry and scream and cry until he died, they tore that place up. They tore that place up. Um, and I wasn't mad at it. That was a like a really harsh reminder of um the the state the the way in which black people are treated in America um that is the harsh reality like those things can happen to to us those things still happen to us we are still being killed by the hands of cops white people um and it's all because of us being black and the idea that we are less than human so it doesn't matter you know um people try to make so many excuses as to why the george floyd was in that situation he was on drugs all this and that like that warrants a person to lose their life people make so many excuses for brianna taylor getting killed while she was sleeping her home um she shouldn't have had a a boyfriend that she had it's like that warranted for her to die and the thing with brianna taylor is she died before george floyd i remember reading her case and everything i shared it on my facebook page it was before george floyd and it showed me as well that um when it comes to black women and i'm gonna always preach this i will die on this hill i'm gonna always speak up for black women because i'm a black woman and i know how it feel black women get the the least of it all we are literally at the bottom of the barrel as far as respect and protection and we carry everything on our shoulders we be out here protesting for our black men as i i feel like as we should and we never get that same energy back it really took for people to consistently 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 talk about Breonna taylor for it to even get what it got. But um, this happened before George Floyd and it it, it didn't get any uh, attention until really people was like, but remember Breonna Taylor though, and she still didn't get justice. And so that was hard for me. I am very passionate about social injustice. I'm very passionate about being black and fighting for um fighting for my humanity i have a black son a black son with special needs and so you um 
I just can't imagine um, when he gets older or even now, if something happens to him, if he is just in a situation with a police officer or a, per or a white person who are, who are not aware of, or they might not even care. I don't know how he's going to react. My son is not as socially inept or is socially aware to do certain things. Of course, I teach him, you know, carry yourself a certain way, all the things that I shouldn't have to teach him. But I don't know if he was in that moment what he would do. My son is autistic. He he is always, when he is fearful of anything, his reaction is always, it's like fight or flight for him. So if he's scared, he's either going to fight the thing he's scared of or he's going to run from it. And I just can't imagine something um, happening to him because he is just reacting in the way he reacts. I did not think I was going to cry. And um, something could happen to him. It really makes you think about, oh, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm such a crybaby. No, but saying all this to say, it really, these situations really make you not only mourn for the loss of that person, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery. It not only makes you um, mourn for their family and, and you're mad, you pissed off. Um, it hits close to home. It hits close to home as a black person. I have black family members. I am a black woman. My mama black, my daddy black, my sister's black, my brothers are black. I have a black son. My son's dad is black. Like, it is scary. Um, and it don't matter how much money you have. It don't matter how much, how many degrees you have, your status. They will shoot you. They will kill you if you are black. And it's just that harsh reality that we always have to um, be reminded of. It's always a reminder. Something always happened. And so when all of that was happening, I was excited because I do feel like because I was, I, I, I protested two times. I went out two days and protested. I feel like because of the protests, because of the rioting and the looting, because of all of it, I feel like it shook the table. I feel like that stuff is inconvenient. It inconveniences white people and people who don't want to deal with, with cleaning up that mess, but it shakes the table. And I feel like that caused some sort of shift. And I'm just hoping that that shift continues to progress into true change, true justice um true equality um in a way and so we'll see um i have so many more thoughts on that and i can just go way deeper than um just just what i said i mean i i would love to go deeper into defunding the police and um just the the justice system the skewed justice system that we have the criminal justice system i would love to talk about all of that um you know sexism and the way black women are not protected that's a whole nother podcast but that is something that was really brought to the forefront in 2020 and um it was emotional i had to go a lot of days off social media because i took a lot of days on social media mad looking at all this stuff taking all this stuff in and then it would just really affect me negatively. And so I had to take time off social media and just like, you know, mourn um, and grieve 
the state of like America, like literally grieve like what we're still living and experiencing. And so that was another thing in 2020. Um, on a positive note, <laughs> Donald Trump lost the 2020 presidential election. So while we were going through all of that, the election was happening. And I was so concerned, y'all, because 2020, 2016, you cannot tell me Donald Trump was going to win. I was so mad that he won. I was like, people really voted for this orange Cheeto, rapist, sexist, um, white supremacist who talk about people with disabilities. But I digress. So I was like, okay. I don't think he had, I, I, I was like, we got to get somebody in there that is, has a chance. The only two people that I really thought had a good chance of beating him were Bernie and um, Biden. I didn't think anybody else was going to have, I, I really liked Elizabeth Warren. I really did. But um, I just, as a political science major, thinking about it more just on like what it, politics and how people be politicking um, because it's rules in that in that area in that field is is politics and all of it i was like a woman is not gonna win like if if hillary didn't win who was a safe white democrat democratic woman a liberal like elizabeth warren wasn't gonna beat trump um and as progressive and liberal as Bernie was, um, and I voted for him in the primaries, that is who I wanted because that is my that is more along the lines of my politics. I want to see dramatic changes in the government and in, in the way we run things. I want to see dramatic changes like what he is fighting for. Um, but I was not surprised that Biden got the nomination. Biden is cool, you know what I'm saying? And I'm still you know, checking him out. I'm not totally against him, but I'm not like, oh yeah, Biden is the best. Um, I'm, I'm just happy that he won and I'm happy that it's not Trump. And I knew that he was the safe white Democrat who, who can kind of cater to everyone. And, um, he knows politics. He's been in politics for, since he was 29, I think, or even before then. Um, and I think he's, he's safe. And he'll do things by the book, or at least just he'll do politics the way that we have been used to it. And so all that to say, I was just happy Donald Trump lost. And I mean, when I tell you he lost by a landslide, but I was so worried because he was already coming with the, they gonna cheat, the mail-in ballots. Um, he was just doing everything. He got COVID before, right before the election or supposedly got COVID. And so I just knew Trump was gonna come with some BS. You, we see he out here trying to say that the election was rigged. Like, so was it rigged last time? Was it rigged when you won? Like you still lost the popular vote, but I, but whatever, go off Trump. So he's still out here fighting a losing battle, going out sad. But that was one of the best, um, <laughs> that was one of the highlights of 2020 for me with all that we done went through, y'all. I was like, at least we're ending with this man getting out and we have something to look forward to for 2021. We have a new um, administration coming in. And I believe for me personally, I believe that COVID needs to be 
handled and we need to really fight COVID. And so I think Biden and Kamala are going to come in and do what needs to be done as far as COVID. And that is what I'm excited for. And I'm ready for Donald Trump. I'm, I'm so tired of Donald Trump. He has done nothing in the past four years but cause hate, division, and dredge up uh, dredge up stuff that was, had never left but was just dor laid doormat, that racism and racist that were doormat. He let them, he he gave them confidence to just come out and be who they really are. And, th and that's, that is a, he served a good purpose for that. He brought that to the forefront and now we can really talk about it. Um, we can really talk about it and deal with it as we have been. And I hope we will moving forward. And um, that's been a lot of the big things for 2020, y'all. Um, I would say, I would say a couple of personal things for me. I would say, um... I did, I dealt with um, a season of depression. Um, and when I say depression, I've always kind of struggled with anxiety as well. So I did go through a little season of like depression and anxiety in my old house before I moved here, probably around April before I really started looking for a um, place. I was just really um, depressed, you know, being isolated, being in the house, not knowing what COVID was going to bring. Um, they start furloughing us at our job. Even though it wasn't significant, I wasn't sure. I was like, okay, this is not really harming me now. Like it wasn't big furloughs. It was like, we would lose a couple hours here and there, but I just wasn't sure. And I was always nervous. Um, so just going through that, those isolated moments and having to like really deal with my feelings and how I felt about myself, that was hard. Um, I gained some weight. You can see it all in my face. And now I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm a vegetarian now. I am in my second week of being a vegetarian. And so um, <laughs> um, I'm really trying to now shed the pounds and become healthier and not use food as a coping mechanism. Um, and I'm not going to beat myself up about it. I was in a house, but... I gained that COVID weight. Um, I would say the best part of the year was just recently, I got, not only did I get a raise, I got a promotion on my job. And so um, I'm really excited about that. That was like the best um, news that I have received this year because not only is it showing me that I'm like, I'm doing a good job and my, my, um, Co-workers and my supervisors are acknowledging it. I also get a reward for it. And so I'm excited about that. Um, and I'm grateful for that. I thank God for that. Um, and so I'm going to keep performing well and keep putting my best foot forward at work. I I like work. I am a um, alpha female. And so work is important to me. That is a that is just important to me. I'm not a person who is big on looks and glam and stuff, but working hard and, and getting the job done, I thrive on things like that. And so that made me excited. And also I finished my first semester in graduate school, which was really, really hard. Um, and I got an A, a B plus and a B. So I got two Bs and an A. And so I ended well and that set the tone for the rest of my MBA program. And so I'm excited about that, y'all. Um, 
So 2020 has had its ups and it's had its downs. And LJ is thriving. Um, I always got to talk about my baby. LJ is doing really good in virtual learning. He had to not only switch schools. And like I've mentioned, my son has special needs. So he had, he had had the same teachers, therapists, and people in the same team for years for from four to from four to eight and then he had then he turned nine and now he has a new teacher a new school and it's all virtual like he he met one he met his teachers both of them once um we did an in-person like um in-person ice cream date with one then the other one he literally just only saw her through the car when we went to pick up some work so he is doing all of this virtual, but he is doing so well. Like he is done, he has surpassed what we expected with the virtual learning. Um, but he does miss, he told me the other day he missed primary school because he went to a school that was, the name of it was uh, Thomasville Primary School. So he said, I miss my friends at primary school. So hopefully in 2021, if they have it in order, they, they will be able to go back to school and he will get that one-on-one um, -on -one with his friends and his teachers and everything. He is back in daycare, but daycare is different. It's structured different from school. And he does okay in daycare, but he's new. He's still fairly new with the daycare teachers and everything. And so we're just still trying to adjust to them. Um, but he's doing fine. Christmas is in a couple days and so i'm still like tracking amazon pack packages because this is one gift that i got him that is so important for him to have and it's just like it's shipped on sunday but when i track today it's late but it's gonna be there so i'm all nervous about his stuff coming in the mail and i'm trying to like do fun activities for us on christmas because we're gonna really be in the house trying to we got our little matching pajama set so i'm excited about all that i don't know what we're gonna do for new year for new year yeah i don't know what i'm gonna be doing if i'm gonna um he'll actually be with his dad so um i don't know what i'm gonna do but i'm excited um and so y'all i just wanted to share my take and my journey and just reflect on 2020 with you all drop down in the comments and let me know what were the highlights of your 2020 and what were some of the lows y'all can find me on social media i'm latanya yarber on facebook i am at a page of my diary on instagram and a page of my diary is streaming on all streaming platforms youtube um, I have a YouTube channel, so subscribe to that, but I'm also streaming on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, anywhere that you can stream is on there. And I will be back next year in 2021 with our 50th episode. Bye.